Hello, and welcome to another special update from the William Branham Historical Research Podcast. I'm your host, John Collins, the author and founder of William Branham Historical Research at william-branham.org. And with me, I have my co-host, researcher, minister, and friend, Charles Paisley, the founder of ChristianGospelChurch.org. And we're, we're here examining some of the very horrific information that's coming out of Kenya, the news that now the count of bodies is up to 21 that they have confirmed dead in this William Branham message cult mass suicide. Um, they're expecting as many as 100 people who are buried with this event. And, um, you know, as I'm getting the news that's coming in, Charles, it's just horrific that this this thing is actually happening. And we're seeing another miniature Jonestown event that is, again, another one connected directly back to William Branham. It's something else, John. You know, since we last spoke there, I've, I've seen there's actually more reports of message literature being found in the commune. Um, we've also learned a fair bit more about uh, uh, the pastor there, Paul McKenzie, his background, uh, and also uh, the media starting to make connections between him and William Branham and some of the reporting now as well. So the, the, the it's becoming more and more clear that these guys are definitely influenced uh, by the message. Um, Paul McKenzie was a man, uh, again, from the reporting, he was preaching since at least the 1990s, uh, which, again, we can tell by the literature that they've accumulated that they've certainly been in the message for decades. It looks possibly since the 70s based on the just the accumulation of literature we saw in the pictures. But um, since the 90s, he's been preaching. He's been in trouble with the law multiple times already up to this point. Um, just gradually becoming more and more radical, John. Um, and at this stage, there's been multiple times they've come up with different literature libraries of William Branham out of the commune. They, we've analyzed the teachings and found them preaching message themes, message sermons, message doctrines like serpent seed. Uh, so it's just really at this point an open and shut case that these guys have been highly influenced by the message of William Branham. Exactly. You know, I look through the evidence that they've uncovered so far, and this ministry was radicalized directly by William Branham. Those are William Branham sermons that had radicalized this guy. And you know what's really shocking to me, Charles? This guy, it's not as though this is a new thing. This guy's, like you said, got in trouble multiple times with the law. But he was charged four times between 1997 and 2003. And... Charles, this was during the time that my family was still in William Branham's cult of personality. I don't remember one single time where there was any warning that this guy might be a danger or might pose a risk. I remember when my family first escaped the cult and we started attending other churches, there was this situation where the the ministers were explaining church discipline and they're explaining, I don't even know what you call it, but church warning the people, protection, the people, you know, it's, they're a shepherd leading the flock and a shepherd, you know, protects the sheep. So they were explaining that there was a situation in the past where another minister, there were some problems and they just, you know, they didn't create any big stir. They just basically warned the people and said, Hey, there's some risk here. Be careful. And that's the way a church works. If you if there's a concern, you warn the people. I don't remember one single time where this guy's name ever came up 
in the cult of personality. And though this happened in Kenya and we're living in Indiana, I've been looking, you know, over the different, the different movements and splinter groups that have emerged from William Branham's cult of personality. I've not seen this, this guy being, you know, mentioned or any of the people being warned that this guy posed a risk from anyone. And we're talking, this guy has a long history dating back to 1997 as posing a risk to this cult. Yeah, you know, the message leaders generally feel inoculated from things like this, and the structure of the message itself actually um, enables them to to feel justified in washing their hands and saying they have no connection when things like this happen. Because um, all of the message sects generally hate each other um, and generally consider <laughs> each other apostates. You know, there's message version A, message version B, message version C, message version, you know, all the way down to X, Y, Z. And and what you see happening is the people say, well, this what Paul McKenzie's preaching is not the message because it's not our version of the message, right? So, um of course, they deny that that he's connected when obviously he has a pile of message books at his house. He, he's preaching serpent seed. I mean, come on, give me a break. Of course, he's he's been influenced by the message. Yeah, maybe he's not teaching your version of the message, but this is definitely message thinking, message teaching at the core that has allowed him to radicalize these people, right? Um, and so... It's just really shameful, John, the way the message leaders treat this stuff. And what, what you end up will see happening in the message, rather than anybody taking accountability or responsibility or this generally leading to any sort of reform, what the average message preacher will probably do is use this as a fear tactic to say, well, this is what happens when you leave our flavor of the message. You know, right. This is what happens when you uh, don't just say what the tapes say, or this is what happens when um, you, know, you follow whatever intermediate leader between William Branham that is wrong, right? So they just use this as fuel for fear tactics to hold people in their sect of the message. Yeah, and, you know, we've been looking at the very destructive serpent seed doctrine, which this guy was promoting. But according to the news, this is not the only destructive doctrine that this guy was promoting. William Branham, you know, as a faith healer, he learned from F.F. F. Bosworth, who learned from Dowie, and Dowie was very strongly against medicines, doctors, hospitals, openly condemning it. And in even in the sermons that we have access to hear of William Branham, not even to mention the ones that we don't have access to hear, William Branham is very strongly against medicine and doctors. Now, he will qualify his statements and say that he... He works with the doctors, and he doesn't suggest that you not take medicine. But then in the same breath, there are times where he will say that this medicine killed them. And he will, you know, he plants this question in your mind, well, should I not take the medicine? Well, what happens is whenever you take that sort of destructive theology, and whenever a person in this cult becomes radicalized, well, then they take William Branham's suggestion and they turn the suggestion into a doctrine. So that's what this guy did. And as dating back to 2017, this guy was denying children access to medicine, which means there are probably bodies of children in this cult who have been denied medicine and probably could have lived had they gotten the medicine. This is such a terrible, terrible thing. And as we've mentioned before, this is a black pastor. He's preaching against 
education. Not aware that William Branham's anti-education theology, if you call it theology, was a direct result of the civil rights movement whenever the blacks were seeking equal education, and William Branham comes strongly against the school system once the school system starts integrating. So this, this man is not even aware that he's preaching this doctrine that is literally meant to discriminate against himself. He's forcing it on the parents, forcing it on the children, denying them medication, and we see the results of his radicalization. There are bodies that they're digging up. Yeah, it's something else, John. At this point, they have at least 58 graves I've heard that they found. Most of the graves so far have had entire families buried in one grave. So they're they're pulling. One grave represents a family is what the pattern has been so far. And the majority of the graves haven't been exhumed yet. So it's it's frightening to think just how high this death toll might go by the time that it's all all over with. And right now, they're, the authorities still believe there are a number of people, an unknown number of people still hiding in the forest on that commune. It's a large 800 acre commune. It's very large. And they believe that there's a large number of people possibly hiding in the forest, continuing to starve themselves to death. And just over the past few days, they're continuing to find emaciated people and take them to the hospital um, to try and nurse them back to health. And We've got some some fairly interesting feedback too from some of the com you know from different people responding to our video sending in feedback and I think the most interesting one I saw so far was one um, commenter suggested they said that they were Paul McKenzie's neighbor and that they could assure that Paul McKenzie didn't believe the correct version of Malachi four five and six and therefore he couldn't be in the message <laughs> uh, but you know you you look at things like that so there a someone's confirming there's a message believer next door to Paul McKenzie right if that's true and and C um, why didn't they call the police when they saw the starving do people next door right like you you look at these things it's really unusual stuff and and I really hope that the message believers in Kenya um, rather than try to figure out how to distance yourself from this, I mean, do the Christian thing, especially if you're their neighbors, go into that place and respond to the call from the authorities and help find these people who are starving to death. Go save a life, for goodness sakes, instead of sitting back and trying to figure out ways to say that you're not connected to this thing in any way. Shame on you. Just get out there and find somebody, for goodness sakes. You know, we've seen it time and time again. This this is a movement that creates radicalized preachers. We have seen multiple, multiple radicalized preachers. And what happens is whenever one gets radicalized and then he goes into whatever explosive event he has, everyone connected to him or everyone that knew that he had been radicalized, they suddenly dis distance themselves and they say, well, this guy's not message or, you know, this guy does, doesn't believe like our our version of the message or our sect and the ones who are saying this guy's not message not a message believer of William Branham I mean it's it's a clear and open lie this guy had William Branham's message books in the news media is you know they're describing his own testimony that he is a follower of William Branham so you have a person who's lying to defend this radicalized preacher and you have this ministry that's built on lies that has, is propaganda that literally is the propaganda that radicalized this guy. So you've got the lies that are defending the ministry of lies, and it just compounds, and it grows into more lies. And it's just, like Charles said, just go help find the people. I mean, 
if you're a message believer and you're in Kenya and you don't take ownership of this situation, that is a direct result of William Branham's ministry. You are part of the problem. Go help find these people. That's well said, John. You know, I'm, I'm still very concerned for them. And I, I just hope and pray and I hope all our listeners will pray that all these people that are still missing, that are believed to be continuing to fast themselves to death, will wake up, will be found, and will allow themselves to be nursed back to health. Yeah. And there, I don't expect this is the last update that we'll give. I mean, they're still digging up bodies. So this could go on. Who knows how long we will keep you up to date as we get more information. 